Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. We've got to play a whole lot of people, and we haven't been able to do that much since I've been here. And uh, the wonderful thing about that is that the second team had some threes, you know, picked a pass and scored. And they basically won 7-3 to three when they went in, and the second team offense went down and scored. And, um, you know, we've got gotten away from uh, did I get to play or not, it's how well did you play. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my tastes like The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. Hope everybody had a wonderful Labor Day weekend, as there's going to be so many things that we're going to try to get into here on the show, and we want to hear from you. We're going to treat it like a Reaction Monday, but we're going to call it a Reaction Tuesday, presented by Fleet Management Services. And we'll get to those reactions. We want to hear from you. You can call or text in at 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live fan feedback. After me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And today, in the 2 o'clock hour, Coach Matt Zimmerman will be joining us as he uh, was able to uh, be there on the call, for part of the call at least, for the Razorback game here in War Memorial. So he's going to come on and tell us about that and uh, some of the things that were going on there at War Memorial Stadium I know he wants to get into. So we'll have him on in 2 o'clock. And then at 3 o'clock, or at least in the 3 o'clock hour, we are going to be joined by Razorback offensive lineman Joshua Braun. He started for Arkansas over the weekend, and we're going to talk to him about that game and about moving forward. And it's all thanks to Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. So looking forward to having him a part of Out of Bounds each and every Tuesday as uh, it'll vary as far as times go. We try to be flexible around his schedule, but it will always be on Tuesday. So we appreciate him coming on and also appreciate Matt Black, Allstate Insurance, for making it possible, too. So uh, it's going to be fun to get into that. We'll have best and worst of the weekend. Uh, I mean, Joe, that's what we love about three-day weekends for the most people out there. Maybe not for everybody, but at least for us, not only is it a three-day weekend, but this time for Labor Day, the amount of storylines, the amount of college football games, the amount of craziness that goes on, it's going to make uh, this show almost like an easy Friday show for how much we got to get into. There was so much going on over the weekend. We look forward to recapping everything that did go on over the weekend. And there's just a lot to sort through with some of the teams, some of the conferences, and some of the successes there, some of the failures. Mm-hmm. There was a lot that happened over the weekend. Oh, yeah. So we'll try to make it all work and, and get into all the games that we possibly can. But, you know, starting with the Razorback game, you know, some we look forward to is seeing the kickoff of the season. And people had their predictions, like just like we made last week, not only for this game, but for the season itself. We had expectations, we had excitement, and we know it's only one game, but. Got to give a lot of credit to uh, the Razorbacks. They came out from the get-go and dominated and never really looked back. They went by a final score of 56-13, to taking care of business and really looking impressive in a lot of aspects. But uh, we'll dive into not only the offense, defense, some things that were great and maybe some things that were concerning. But uh, I was really impressed by the fact that for once it seemed like Arkansas 
came out strong from the start. You know, offensively, they were able to get three touchdowns in the first quarter. They were up 21 to three by the end of the first quarter. Uh, you know, KJ Jefferson looked really crisp. He was making really good decisions. Saw some big plays by some wide receivers. And again, I know it's one game. I know it's Western Carolina, but I just like the fact that it wasn't this slow start. Oh, how's this going to go? Oh, they get behind like we saw so much last season or even part of the season before. You you came out against a team with even with a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, like a lot of newness. You came out in a, on a hot day there in Little Rock with all the traveling and everything, and you stepped up and took care of business from the get-go. That's what you should do against a team like that. That's what you should do in a game like that to not only have your starters be really good, but also get some reps for some of the backups. But, I mean, overall, I know there's, again, nothing's perfect, but overall I came away from the game very pleased and very happy with the performance by the Razorbacks. KJ was playing in the fourth quarter, so not a lot of people like that, but for his time in there, he really did some good things, and then Jacoby Criswell comes on, and there was excitement about when he won the game, and people were looking forward to that way before it happened, but once he goes in there, he throws a touchdown and looks really good just running the offense at the time. Yeah, it was nice to see the backup quarterback come in not because of injury but because they're trying to get extra reps the the game wasn't that type of stressful game where you you had to put kj in but you know there's some rhyme and reason and i'm sure they're wanting to get as many reps for their qb1 as possible but yeah zena kj go 18 of 23 246 yards three touchdowns no interceptions i think he completed his first 12 passes of the game so again just really crisp for him the wide receivers a lot of love to all of them as andrew armstrong had seven, or excuse me, not, uh, five catches for 78 yards and a touchdown. Jaden Wilson started off the game in style, where he had three catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. Uh, his biggest one being that 65-yard touchdown to start the game uh, there on the thing. It was the second play of the game, and then Isaac Tesla, three catches, 66 yards, and a touchdown. So that was a really cool thing to, you know, everyone brings up. Oh, who's going to be the dominant receiver? Who's going to be the go-to guy? Again, I know it's one game, but seeing how it got shared a lot and you had three different guys uh, from K.J. Jefferson at least catch a touchdown pass. I know Davion Dozier caught one later from Criswell, but just seeing those different wide receivers be involved into the game plan is a a nice change where it's like, hey, people wondered about these transfers, these guys that came from smaller schools. Well, they're looking pretty good, at least in the first game. It's good to see that they're making that connection, too, with K.J. and the receivers, so a lot of those were on target. We, we always see the number of targets as opposed to the number of receptions, and there weren't many that were missed. K.J. was 18 of 23, so only five passes missed throughout the entire game. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't, can't really complain about that, and I know people, it's always about coming out of the game healthy, which I will, we'll dive into. But I think the biggest, if you want to call it a concern or maybe a little bit of a surprise, was the fact that Arkansas could not get anything in the rushing attack going. Like, nothing. Like, Rocket Sanders, preseason All-SEC guy, preseason All-American, he's going out there and he's getting uh, 11 car- or 15 carries for only 42 yards. I mean, it's, again, I know it's it's one game, so nothing needs to be overreactionary, which I'm sure no one will overreact to anything that happened over this college football weekend. But, you know, that, that was a little surprise. I was like, hey, if there's one thing you can count on, be uh, Rocket, and it wasn't just him, A.J. Green, uh, just the offensive line, getting some sort of push, open up some sort of holes, and there was really nothing doing in the rushing attack. The thing that's more concerning with Rocket is the yards per carry. Now, the others, it's not like they were dominant in the run game, but they had more average yards per carry. So the the run game overall, you know it goes through Rocket, and – if it, you know, if there was an issue against Western Carolina, you can imagine how people start thinking about what it, it could be as a problem against other defenses, especially when you get in the conference play. But one game, and we'll see what happens in the next game, and if there's a build and, and it continues to look better as the games go on. Yeah, because, let's be honest, uh, I think it was 2.8 yards a carry. Uh, yeah, if you do that three straight times, you're still not getting a first down. That's not the type of running back or running attack that you want to have from the average yards per game. But, uh, you know, big improvement, hopefully, from week one to week two. But the offense uh, looked good. And honestly, Joe, the defense, I, I was impressed, especially with the secondary. They were able to get four interceptions. Uh, they were they were closing in on the ball. There was not really any big plays given up, which is also a nice change of pace. And I think they tackled well. They were physical up front. 
I, I liked what I saw overall from the defense. It's a small sample size, but yeah, that's nothing to get excited about no. either at this point. <laughs> no, it's not. And I'm so, and that's why I'm like, I'm not saying, oh man, now they're back. But you know, just basing it off of what has happened before and last year, even against teams like Western Carolina, they were still giving up big plays. You know, and they were still having breakdowns on defense, and didn't see too many of that. So hopefully, that's some confidence that you can build upon. Hopefully, that's something that you can continue to work towards. But uh, scoring 56 points, which is the most points ever scored in the Sam Pittman era, which is probably pretty wild to think. Uh, that is again, you got to be at least happy with the result. I don't think anyone's mind is going to, you know, like I've, I thought seven and five, but after that game against Western Carolina, now I'm saying nine and three. Like, if you're doing that, maybe that's a little bit overreactionary. But still, you did what you were supposed to do against the team you're supposed to do it against, and you got to be at least happy with the result and moving forward into the next week. Yeah, not not a lot that um, you can necessarily take from this game other than they scored 56 points. And then Western Carolina kicks a field goal at the end of the game. Don't know what the purpose of that was. If there was, because, you know, you're not even covering the spread at that point. If there was even a question about that. But maybe they were working on something with their kicker. And, and they wanted to see how far out their kicker would be able to kick field goals. There are always things you can work on. But at that point in the game, doesn't make a lot of sense to kick a field goal. I, for one, was thrilled because I took the over at 66 and a half. And so by hitting that and get to 69 points, nice. I get the over hit. So I was happy they kicked the field goal. But it was a little strange, though, to see, like, all right, well, I mean, get, get your points when you can, I guess. Go out there and try to make the best of it. So Let's the over-under went up quite a bit then because it started at 62 and a half. Yeah, and I got in on it late because I was – messing around a little bit and then decided to really pull the trigger on it but got in on it late and got the got the over so i was happy from it but again overall performance i think was good for for the most part and doesn't mean that there's not things to work on but definitely uh plenty to discuss but we'll have of course all of your reactions too if you want to get in what you thought about the razorback football game against western carolina 501-661-1037 is a number to call or text in uh, if we're taking a first break let's go ahead and squeeze uh tory who's in north little rock what's up tory What's going on, guys? How are y'all today? Good. Doing great, man. Good, good. Just I want to touch on a couple of things. One of the things you touched on, yeah, we took care of business. Um, but how cool was it just to, not that you can take a lot from this game, but how many times in the past few years has it not gone that way? You know, teams were supposed to dominate. And, and I've heard, you know, you guys and callers talk about over the last few years, this should be over by halftime and we should be seeing backups. And it's like Coach Pittman said, you know, it wasn't, I didn't get to play, it's how did I play. So I was excited about that aspect, the fact that we actually did what we were supposed to do, with the, with the outlier being like UAPB a couple of years ago. We haven't just put teams away that we that we were supposed to. At, at any rate, we haven't. So it was cool to see us come out and do that aspect. Uh, and then secondly, I just want to say, uh, I was able to go to the game with my uh, with my buddy Mike and my son, uh, TJ and uh, I was just because of you guys because of the buzz. So I just want to let you know I really appreciate you guys being able to you know my, uh, my son and I being able to make those memories uh, because of you guys because being a single dad I wouldn't have been able to go and afford the ticket if it wasn't for you guys. So I just wanted to uh, tell you guys how much I appreciated you and the buzz for for allowing us to to go and make those memories. Even though I'm a black dude and I literally have sunburn on my forehead, it was that bad. <laughs> Happy yeah. you enjoyed it, Tori. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Glad you enjoyed Absolutely. the game. So I appreciate you guys, like I said. And uh, like I said, it's just, it was cool just to see us come out and actually dominate for once and do exactly what we're supposed to do. Absolutely. And a lot of the time, those games are, you know, 17 to six or something like that and you're like come on guys put them away so we can see some backups <laughs> yeah that's what we want hey tory we appreciate the phone call we got to run though we got more reaction tuesday coming up next on out of bounds Join The Zone this Friday in Bryant at the Rewinds Bank location on Highway 5. It's The Zone this Friday from 10 to 1, live from Rewinds Bank in Bryant. This is Sports Center. Arkansas took care of business over the weekend, beating Western Carolina 56-13. Coach Sam Pittman spoke to the media yesterday about what he saw from the offensive line in game one. I wish we would have knocked them off the ball more. We had opportunities in some double teams, and I felt like our shoulder angle was off. 
to be specific with you, when the linebacker and the combinations are behind you, you got to stay vertical as you can, and it's you you got to work that more. That's one of the things we've got to clean up. Arkansas now turns the page to Kent State, who they host in Fayetteville on Saturday. The Golden Flashes lost to the Knights of UCF, 56 to six in Week One. Kickoff time for the game will be at 3 p.m. TV coverage will be on SEC Network. Radio coverage will be on the Buzz. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Trey Reed from the Wild Side on 103.7 The Buzz, inviting you to join Mark Hedrick and me Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Brought to you by West Rock Landing at Lake Maumelle, Edwards Food Giant, all about tire and brake, battery outfitters, and Trader Bills Outdoors, Hot Springs, and Little Rock locations. It's the Wild Side, Tuesday at 7 p.m., only on 103.7 The Buzz. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood is paying your sales tax. Two days only, September 8th and 9th. Everything included. Guns, clothes, waders, booths, stands, decoys. Get ready for hunting season at Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. Visit ftthompson.com. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. Have you gone by to check out Summerwood Sports in Bryant yet? It's the newest state-of-the-art sports complex in central Arkansas with two full basketball courts along with four volleyball courts and two connecting side-by-side gyms, and they can accommodate sporting events of any shape or size. Conveniently located on Highway 5 at the Bryant Parkway exit, right off I-30 in Bryant, the Summerwood Sports Complex is ready to host your team's next practice, tournament, or private training sessions. Be sure to check out all of the options and availability at summerwoodsports.com today. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Roger Scott, I'm going to talk to you about Sigma Supply packaging products and how they think outside the box. Sigma Supply, the problem solvers. Now, they've been helping business owners for years with their waste audit analysis program. They're going to come in, they're going to analyze your packaging and shipping, and see if automation is what you need to cut costs. Call or text sales manager David Breitenberg with Sigma Supply, and you can schedule your waste audit analysis. Here's the number, 501-617-4600. Sigma Supply packaging products. If you're not using Sigma Supply, you got low-grade product, man. It's football time in Arkansas. Step up to the line of scrimmage each Tuesday during Drive Time Sports for Scoop and Score with me, Kevin Bohannon. I'll give you the latest news and information about anything football from high school to college in the natural state. Special thanks to the Wood Family Dealerships in Batesville for making this all happen. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Complete, lots of room. Jaden Wilson's got a chance to go inside the 40, inside the 30, to the 20, to the 10. Touchdown, Arkansas. Touchdown, Arkansas. Isaac Tesla threw the home run block. Jaden Wilson scores the touchdown, and they're excited at War Memorial Stadium. On 1037 The Buzz.
Construction Tuesday, presented by Fleet Management Services. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. Want to get to your reactions of the college football weekend or the Razorback weekend. What do you make of the Razorbacks right now? If you make it that game, you excited? You pumped up more than you were before? Let us know. Call in and text in 501-661-1037 is that number. Also, the Asher Record Live fan feedback after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And I already have a few people on the Southern Structural Solutions text line chiming in. Uh, this comes from the 501, and apparently uh, this particular individual is not too happy because he said that second half line was the Hogs minus 14, and that dumbass field goal made them cover the second half. No, so, no. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, 501 on that Bet Saracen app, man. Uh, that's, that'll get you. That's, that's the frustrating. attention, though. Somebody yeah. on that coaching staff. Yeah, that's what I started thinking about, too. I was like, man, somebody's got something over there. <laughs> one of the coaches or one of the uh, you know, people involved in the program, they they know a little something of uh, what what's going on. That's the only uh, reasonable explanation. Uh, this comes from the 501. says, O-line looked bad. Defensive line wasn't impressive. Despite Hudson Clark, the secondary looked better, and I'm getting real tired of Pittman's outward disdain of Little Rock and the Fanes here. I don't see that at all. I did not start up with that. Uh, I didn't get that vibe, but... Um, I wouldn't say the offensive line looked bad. It's just, I mean, they pass protected. They just weren't. They didn't. They didn't do as good as what you were hoping to see. But I don't think they looked bad necessarily because, you know, you got to open up the holes for them. But also, you know, I think that there's times Rocket danced around a little too much too. Uh, you know, it's just, just a conscientious effort. But uh, I don't think anything was bad in this game overall. Things that need work. Things that may not be so good. But it's hard to when you beat a team fifty-six to thirteen. Say like ah, this thing was really bad. It's ultimately what we're used to is Arkansas being dominant in the run game, and so that's something that is out of the norm. But it luckily came against a team that Hmm. you don't necessarily need that right away. But it's one of those things. It's coaching point. It's something you want to improve on, and you want to be better down the line. Yeah, I mean you got to be. That's what the first week of the season is, and you know uh, I hate to even use the line, but. I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Houston. It sounds like Houston. But he's like, a lot of teams would like to be one to know right now. You know, this is like, hey, you're you're one to know. You're, you're 14 wins away from the national championship. So keep that uh, keep that in <laughs> mind. Uh, but hey, listen, uh, you know, I know that there was some some great games that happened over the weekend. But uh, that's the SEC did not look too hot. And like you had not only four to losing last week, which we talked about, but LSU got. I got handed to him by Florida State in that second half. And I think you were on Florida State Island on the pick, so good yep. pick on that one. But, uh, man, that I was not expecting – I thought Florida State, there was a good chance they'd win because they're a good team. But to see them dominate in the second half, that was surprising to me. Yeah, they scored 24 straight points before LSU was able to put something together at the end. And the fact that Florida State scored an additional touchdown, then that led LSU to – probably put a little bit more into it and hmm. and score a late touchdown themselves but when Florida State scored at the time it's not like LSU was calling timeout so it was almost them just kind of really putting it to LSU at the end they wanted to make a statement and they had all the momentum and that was a huge win for them so you, you had that and uh, South Carolina losing their game against North Carolina in that one which I was, I was early kinda, in that game. It looked like it was going to be back and forth and be yeah, a shootout. Yeah, and then uh, it's cra- It's still crazy to me that Mac Brown is still coaching not only major college football but be- doing a dadgum j- good job of it. Like that guy's just a great coach, plain and simple. Texas should have never gotten rid of him. Like they should have let him keep rolling it out because he can win anywhere. But kudos to him, and that's a South Carolina team that had a lot of expectations. But that offense for South Carolina struggled, and I thought, what was it that's. Uh, uh, of course, now his name escaped. The quarterback, Spencer Rattler, he, he threw for like 350 yards, but no touchdowns. Like you got that's that's not a good sign when you got that much yardage, but no touchdowns thrown along with it. Like you can't do that. But <laughs> he can't do it all on his own. True. There's definitely some help that he has to have. But um, there was one of the receivers that was pretty impressive, number 17, and he got banged up a little bit and had to spend some time on the sidelines, and that had an effect on their offense. Yeah, I mean, it's not ever going to be perfect in that game one. And, and they're playing big opponents. Like, not everybody is playing big-time opponents to start. So it, it's a tough thing, no doubt. Uh, we got a lot of people calling in and texting, and we're going to try to work through them as best we can. Let's go to Savage, who's in Cabot. What's up, Savage? What's up, fellas? You know, John, you talked about it. Rick, you talked about it. 
it's out of the norm whenever we come out and we're a passing team. We look good as passing, and the run game's not taking off like everybody hoped it should be in years past. You know, but to call and complain, man, that's a that's a big bonus. If the, the passing game could come out, put some numbers up, you know, and did he dance around? Sure, I like the the freshman. I guess it was the fourth running back that came in. I can't think of his last uh, name. Augustov. Uh, man, he looks good. He hits the hole. But, John, talk about uh, LSU's coach. Now, he said that he, his team thought they were somebody else, <laughs> thought they played, wanted to be like Georgia and these other top uh, Last time I get, you're the coach. Yeah. If they thought something, you taught it to them. <laughs> so to throw your team underneath the bus is crazy to me. So that kind of shows a, a little sign of what, you know, what kind of coach he is. Because whatever them kids are thinking, you're supposed to teach it to them. Guys, y'all are doing I appreciate it, Savage. Yeah, Brian Kelly after the game. I mean, I guess when I, I'd have to go back and listen to it again, but I, I, at the time I didn't take it as some sort of throwing his team under the bus, but you're right, though, Savage. At the end of the day, you are the coach, and for him to kind of come out and say, you know, we thought we were a different team, we thought we were the two-time defending champs Georgia, uh, I think that kind of sums up what at least I thought when watching the game late in the second half not saying LSU gave up, but they, they certainly they, they folded. And it looked like they maybe were feeling themselves too much. Maybe they thought that they had arrived. And it didn't show. So, And he knows his team. And if that's what Brian Kelly is talking about his team and their problems and saying that that was the issue, I'm going to have to believe him because he knows his team a lot better than me. But I kind of got that vibe in that game. He's sending a message to the team, but also he did go on to say, and that starts with me. So. Yeah. He said those words about we're not the team that we thought we were or expected to be, but he did go on to say that starts with me. So he took blame and he took accountability for it. He didn't put it off on the players. He's just saying they need to be better as a team. Yeah, I didn't take it like that, again, just from when I first heard it. But, um, you know, LSU is still going to be a team that will be fine. Uh, They got a schedule in front of them that's going to be tough. But they lost to Florida State last year. Granted, they didn't get smoked. It was a back-and-forth crazy ending game. But they'll be back. They they got grambling, I think, this weekend. Then they go on the road to Mississippi State. And then you have Arkansas at home. So I certainly didn't lose any sleep by LSU losing. But, you know, they're going to be fine. And they're they're going to be a team that's still going to be a force to be reckoned with. Let's go to Ryan in Hot Springs. What's up, Ryan? Oh, you know, my only issue with that, though, is Supposedly last week, though, he was running his mouth about how they were going to just beat the dog out of the uh, Seminoles. So I just, uh, you, I, man, you can't you can't say you're going to beat somebody like that and then turn around. Even if you did take accountability for his actions as well, you still can't dump on your team like that either. I'm just saying. But, you know, the reason why I called is because, you know, this fan base, man, it, it wouldn't have, you know, if we'd have ran for 200 yards and only threw for 150 yards, they'd be grabbing about something. <laughs> so, I mean, Hey, I'm just saying, like, Ryan, it's it, like I. It's just funny because, and it's not like I'm having to you. I'm just saying in general because fans, man, they're just like that everywhere. I mean, we got people wanting Brian Kelly fired. You know, like I mean, it's well, just it's funny to just see. Oh yeah, LSU fans are not happy. Yeah, but but that's what they are though, because everyone cares so much about it. Even when you win, it's like okay, that's good, but we're we're not going to have a chance against Bama if we don't do this. Like it, it's just how they are. It's how it's always going to be. Well, it's the fact that all more about this run this run game, bro. Number one, Sam Pittman has shown you he's going to be able to get the ball moving on, on the ground. That's not going to be an issue. And Eno's offense has shown that they can move the ball on the ground. So quit your worrying. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the show because that's the best-looking passing game I've seen out of Arkansas in a long time. I mean, we attacked the middle of the field. We attacked down the field. What more could you ask for? We we hit a couple screens, too. That I mean, they hit every area of the passing game we needed to do, and I felt like that needed to be on display front and center. We know what we're going to get out of this, out of the run game. That's my two uh, two cents. I hope y'all have a great day and go Hogs. I appreciate it, Ryan. Thanks for calling. I mean, I think that there's logic behind. You know, sometimes fans want to see something, and if they see something differently, then they think it's a concern. Because honestly, Joe, what we heard during the whole fall camp was, you know, pass protection was bad, and you know, they weren't doing a good job of protecting the quarterback. And then when this game happened, I think KJ only had one sack. Although I did laugh the. Defender for Western Carolina just ran into him, and KJ just bounced off because <laughs> just shows the player he is. But you know the things that were concerning. It didn't seem like it was a concern in this game, but the thing that you think would be a strength was not not the case here. So that's why you need to see a bigger sample size. Let's see what they do against Kent State because I think Kent State gave up like 800 yards. It seemed like against UCF last week on the ground. And if you can't run it against them, there may be some problems. based on the opponent. And we know what Arkansas does well, and and what we expect them to do well coming into each and every season, especially 
building off what they already had going on. Now, the offensive line does make a difference, but we know that Rocket Sanders is highly thought of. We know K.J. Jefferson is highly thought of, even adding into that running game. And so when you don't see it as dominant, then that's when people have questions and concerns. Yeah, let it play out, folks. Just let, let, again, if it's, if it's a reoccurring thing, then you can start saying it's a concern. But throughout one game, when you dominated and you won big, uh, just just wait until that ends up being the case. Uh, also from our <clears throat> Southern Structural Solutions text line, uh, Doug F. in Little Rock says, how many teams had bad first games? Most people just need to calm down. I don't think anybody's saying that it was awful, except for a few. But you know, everyone's going to have their opinion. I mean, there's some people that just saying, if Arkansas would have won on a last-second field goal, they'd be like, hey, listen, this team, they're going to be all right. They're going to be good. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just a matter of, was it the glass half full, half empty? It depends yeah, on how you yeah. look at it. Uh, also, from the 501 says, our run game may not have been typical Arkansas run game, but after the first game and then LSU losing, my thoughts are, here, kitty, kitty, bring on the Tigers. Well, you got two games before then, so let's not get crazy with it. Well, LSU's a ways off. Yeah, LSU played a lot better opponent, too. So mm-hmm. you can't compare one to the other based off the competition there. Nope, nope. And it, you got, again, worry about the games in front of you. Kent State's next, BYU's next, then you go on the road. But one game at a time, folks, one game at a time. Uh, also, we know with uh, Arkansas, of course, taking care of business in their game, some other, uh, we talked about Four State and LSU and, and that craziness. How about Clemson last night? That was horrendous. They lose to Duke. Duke hasn't beaten a top 10 team since 89. I think is what the year was, 89. So you're talking about uh, you know, the H.W. Bush administration is the last time they beat a top 10 team. Rush the field. Steve, Steve Spurrier may have been the coach at that time. Yes, yes. And, and, like, and it was actually Clemson is who they beat, ironically enough, which I believe that was Danny Ford who was the coach at Clemson at the time. Uh, so, well, connections there. But they, I have never seen a team be more allergic to the end zone in a game than I saw Clemson. They got so close like all the time. And it was either fumbles or missed field goals or whatever. But, jeez, that was a terrible performance by Clemson. But kudos to Duke for having a big victory there to start the season. A lot season. of credit to Duke getting those field goal blocks also. So each time they are preventing and taking points off the board for Clemson. Seven points scored by Clemson. Seven points in this game. And I know everyone's already talked about it, but it is a little bit ironic that it, you know, Chad Morris is there. You know, like I know he's not involved like that much with the offense, but it is maybe there's some sort of uh, – stench around him where it causes the teams to just forget how to play offense but uh but yeah i was happy for duke and it's not that i hate clemson or hate Dabo or anything i was just i like seeing cool upsets like that for a program like duke that's had you know a couple good years here and there but for uh for clemson just to you know, have seven points and it was only in the second quarter they were held scoreless in the second half it's it's a lot of mistakes on their part but like you said joe got to give a lot of credit to duke you know they were they were the ones making the plays uh they, they were taking advantage of it and you know, those those students. I find it ironic, too, or at least funny. If it's Duke basketball, everyone in the country is just hoping they lose. But then in Duke football, everyone's like, yeah, <laughs> good job, guys. It, just, so it is a huge difference. Yeah, it's just amazing how sports can do that, or at least dominating uh, sports can do that. But uh, that yeah, was fun. And, and then with uh, Clemson, they, they struggled to score last season. They've always been known for, in the past few years, having that dominant defense. But going back to last year, they struggled to score. And then they're, you know, going into games, there's always questions and people trying to predict. And they said, is Kay Klubnick the next great quarterback at, at Clemson? Well, so far, it doesn't look like he's going to mm-hmm. live up to it. But uh, they, once again, it's one game for them, so they have plenty to play on. But he did get a taste of it last season and replacing DJ in a, in a few games. And um, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> but it was just funny that that question was thrown out there. Is Klubnik the next great quarterback at Clemson? Yeah, well, uh, he's not off to the greatest of starts, if that's the case. Because uh, DJ, he's at, uh, which school is he Oregon at Oregon State. Oregon State, that's right. And I saw I, that's, I heard he did pretty well over the weekend. Oh, he looked explosive on offense. Hmm. Yeah, maybe, uh, now, and, and then something that was pointed out on the broadcast is not only did he get in the transfer portal, but we always are wondering what made that final decision, what led you to the school that you ended up at. And they said with him, he wanted to play in a more pro-style offense as far as getting under center and doing some different things and being really versatile in the offense. 
and not always lined up in the shotgun. He said that's what led him to Oregon State because he saw that they were doing a lot of those things. Yeah, you know, normally uh, you think about all offenses are, oh, they're just the same or you want to be out in shotgun and the development. But, uh, you know, there's some quarterbacks that still can really do well in that system if that's what they desire to go towards. And, you know, this may be something that works out best for him going to Oregon State. Being in a system like that, maybe something's a little bit more comfortable and gets them ready and ends up doing a lot better of a job out there. So Also, like Sam Hartman, we were all over him last week when Notre Dame got the win, and that's something that Notre Dame does differently from what Wake Forest did where he came from. That was pointed out on the broadcast also. It's like, all right, this is Sam Hartman's first time getting under center in his career because usually he's in the shotgun for the most part, but... Playing at Notre Dame, there's a lot of going under center at times. Yeah, and he looked pretty good when he was when he was doing that. And I think that's a good point where sometimes, I know I'm guilty of this, get wrapped up with transfer portals thinking that it's always about, oh, well, how much NIL is it? That's what they're looking for. Or, uh, you know, they're just uh, wanting to just get playing time because they weren't playing enough. You know, whatever it is. Sometimes it's just about that thing and that right there to me is an essence of what is great about the transfer portal and what's beneficial is, you know, as a, as a player, whether you're a quarterback or a wide receiver, running back or whatever, sometimes it's just about the fit. And if there's a place you can go on and be more successful because of the fit for it, then it's going to work out for you. And it probably works out better for the program that you left. That's really, in essence, what uh, makes it so special and so great. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that it's it's great to see people who – you know, may have been good at one spot, but be able to flourish at another spot. And DJ is definitely one of those guys too. And uh, from Southern Structural Solutions, Savage texted back in and says, "Clemson can thank Chad Morris. He works for Dabo." Yeah, I know, I know. He's 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 kind of uh, been some problems everywhere he's been. Because I didn't realize he was on a USF's team. I guess last year too, as a, some sort of thing. Because they went one and eleven. So I mean, there's this, <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a little bit of an argument to be made there for everything that's been happening, but. Uh, either way, also, uh, real quick, I know we're about to be up against it. Uh, shout out to everybody that came out to the Buzz Tailgate on Saturday. That was great. That was great. Uh, the weather was a lot nicer, Joe, when we first arrived than what it ended up being, but there still. Was plenty of cloud cover at the time. Still, great crowd, though. Great crowd that showed up to the Buzz Tailgate. It's fun meeting a lot of you and taking pictures with a lot of you and having a great time there. I appreciate DJ Kramer being out there. It was a great experience and a great vibe. So thanks to everybody that came out there and, uh, and had a good time with it. And uh, I know that. Uh, just in general, too. Great crowd at War Memorial Stadium. I, I'll give a lot of credit to that. And no matter the weather and the time change and everything, I think, if I'm not mistaken, there were, I think they had it at 44,397. It's like one of the biggest crowds at War Memorial that they've had in quite some time. So uh, I'm serious, though. Like, that, that's <laughs> awesome. I expected less because everyone was talking about all oh, the game change and how hot it's going to be. Yeah. Fans showed up. They, do, they did show up. About 10,000 short of a sellout, though. True, true. But. A lot of students weren't there, too. I was very disappointed in the student section, but still, that's neither here nor there. we got a lot more to get to here on Out of Bounds coming up next. Stay with us. The Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas invite you to the 2023 Leader of the Year Luncheon, honoring Hunter Juracek, featuring Master of Ceremonies, David Basil. With your generous support, Boys and Girls Club of Central Arkansas will create opportunities to help more kids and teens achieve great futures. The Leader of the Year Luncheon will be Wednesday, October 18th at the Clinton Presidential Center. For tickets and additional information, visit bgcofca.com. Serious injuries happen every day. If it happens to you, don't wait. Dial 8. Dial 8 for Rainwater Holton Sexton. 888-8888. We can meet you online, at your house, or wherever is easiest for you. Dial 8. 888-8888 for Rainwater Holton Sexton. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. We've got you covered, Arkansas. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Rainwater Holton Sexton. 888-8888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. This is a public service announcement for hard seltzer lovers. Neutral Vodka Seltzer has arrived. Made with simple ingredients like vodka, seltzer, and real juice. Neutral tastes good. Like, real good. So good that you'll never want to drink another artificial-tasting seltzer again. Neutral's light and refreshing taste will show you what a vodka seltzer can be. Try Neutral, the one with the umlaut. Copyright 2023 Neutral Distilled Spirit Specialty, Los Angeles, California. Enjoy responsibly. Jackalope Cycling is passionate about the Arkansas outdoors. 
To help you enjoy this beautiful state, Jackalope offers an array of bike rentals to get you on the trails. What about fly fishing from a bicycle? You can't do that, but Jackalope also offers fly rods, reels, waders, fly fishing accessories, outdoor and camping gear. Yeah, it'll be tough riding a bicycle and waders. But you can still enjoy the Arkansas outdoors with Jackalope Cycling in Russellville or jackalopecycling.com. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Attention seafood lovers, Eat My Catfish is back open in Little Rock. The new Eat My Catfish in Riverdale is located in the Riverdale Shopping Center beside the movie theater and Ace Hardware. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. The Big Day is brought to you by Pulaski County's only Buick GMC dealer. Guadney Buick GMC. Shop the latest GM has to offer. Encore, Terrain, Yukon, or the most advanced tailgating machine in the business. GMC Sierra. Give us a call. 945-4444 or shop us online GuadneyBuickGMC.com. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. GMC. We are professional grade. Guadney for Buick. Guadney for GMC. Guadney for life. Justin Aker reminding you that Cerner Pro Painters is here to help you as we transition from summer into fall. And if you're thinking about doing something to the outside of your home, maybe it's long overdue, Cerner Pro Painters is here to help. Have them come over, give you an estimate, and they can help walk you through the process of what it'll take to get it done. They can help you out with the color selection and everything else you need to get the job done right. Each Cerner Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at CerterPro.com. That's Certer with a C. For your home, for your business, get your place looking right with the help of my friends at Certer Pro Painters. Morning Mayhem on location at Elia's Thursday, getting you ready for Arkansas's first home game in Fayetteville. Stop by for complimentary breakfast and say hey to Baz and Roger. That's Thursday with Morning Mayhem on location at Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Jefferson. Off the zone read. Play action. Pumps once. Looking deep. Tesla at the goal line. Complete touchdown, Arkansas. Man, is this guy a find or what? On 1037 The Buzz. vehicle you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney has the best deals in the market. I've been doing it 60 plus years. Give them a call. 501-982-2102. Great deals on 2023 Chevy Silverado Turbo Max. 1.9% APR or 6000 off total cash allowance. Equinox you get 1.9 APR or 1250 cash allowance. And check out the all new 2024 Chevy tracks at Guadney Chevrolet. Make a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. Guadney is always actively buying vehicles, so you'll get a great deal on the vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on guadneychevrolet.com. It's Guatney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guatney Chevrolet, GuatneyChevrolet.com. It is a Reaction Tuesday presented by Fleet Management Services, as we were calling it at least today since it was the long weekend. But going to have Coach Matt Zimmerman joining us 
here in about 15 minutes. Talk to him about uh, the game and the atmosphere and uh, everything that was going on at War Memorial Stadium, which, uh, by the way, I know that there's been a lot of contention over this and uh, people talking about some of their experiences that they had. But uh, I actually went into the game, Joe, and I uh, just sat, sat in the crowd and kind of worked around. And I'll admit, there were a lot of things that were pretty problematic there for uh, the sake of uh, you know the long concession lines, the, the running out of the water, and uh, some of the machines that you know the ticket entry and everything. So there were some some issues going on there. And uh, the only reason that at least I bring it up is because next year when you have UAPB at War Memorial Stadium, we want to make sure a lot of those uh, problems are solved. Because have a feeling it's probably going to be hot again <laughs> next year for the first game of the season. Uh, but uh, definitely did not like seeing that, and I know a lot of fans had some frustrations. But we'll talk with Coach Z as uh, he'll tell us. Uh, more about some of the, the odds and ends and the behind the scenes of what goes on and uh, also uh, some things that they can do to, to make sure it doesn't happen again next season. But uh, there's a lot of things, though, going on in the sports world, so let's talk about what's trending. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? A lot of it college football-driven, but that's what happens when it's the first week of the college football season. But we know that the uh, AP Top 25 has officially been released. Arkansas is not listed, but there has been some movement. As we know, with LSU losing to Florida State the way they did, they dropped from number 5 to number 14. So it dropped nine spots down. But Florida State did jump up to number 4. Even got three first-place votes. So Well-deserved. A lot of people believing in them. Utah still at 12. Texas at 11. Uh, Tennessee's now in the top 10 at number 9 after their convincing performance. And Clemson, the team that uh, lost to Duke, is now at 25. So just barely hanging on there in the top 25 as Duke jumps up to number 21. So uh, a few things of note there for some some movement, some teams that won, some teams that lost, but uh, overall still have uh, have no issues uh, with anything there. But... Uh, yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out next week, and you know, with these college football rankings and all that, it's just it's just one week. It's just one week. But uh, we talked a lot about college football scores, but without a doubt, one of the things that trended over the weekend too was the performance out of Coach Prime in his debut again with Colorado being able to defeat TCU in what was a high-scoring affair and a lot of back and forth, but uh, getting the late touchdown, a big stop, and. Now, uh, being 1-0, the Coach Prime era of Colorado football is off to a pretty roaring start at this point in time. The player that got the final stop for Colorado, Miles Slusher. Who? He was the one that got that that stop on fourth down when they needed it to go on to win the game. Well, uh, not ringing any bells. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I saw him, and I guess uh, I think Jordan Dominic Jordan was Jordan Dominic. He yeah. had a role. Yeah, he had a role in it, too. So... A uh, big win for them in Colorado, and we'll see, just like everybody else, is people being overreaction? Because that's the only thing, and I'll talk about this in Best and Worst of the Weekend. I'm not someone who hates Deion Sanders. In fact, I was actually rooting for him when he got the Colorado job, but people in the media is going to make me start rooting against him because immediately as soon as it happened, the, the leadoff topic, is Colorado a college football playoff contender? It's just like, well, come on. I mean, listen, it's a great win, but let's just relax. Let's wait. Let's wait to see how it happens. He's got some, I guess Nebraska coming up this weekend. So, you know, if he dominates that game, too, then more it happens, more people start talking about it. But also uh, in some other news, too, when it comes to uh, college football, because we talked about a lot of the scores and, and everything, uh, this is uh, something that was really disappointing. Georgia had a staff member, Jarvis Jones, arrested on charges of reckless driving and speeding less than two, uh, 24 hours before their season opener. How is this keep hat? Like, what is it about Georgians, people who are speeding? Like, how many times does this have to happen for people to stop? I have never seen anything like it before in my life. But he was released on a $2,400 bond. And they said he was going 86 miles an hour in a 40-mile-an-hour zone. Like, you just can't do that. And he says there will be internal discipline. That's Coach Kirby Smart. It's a personal matter. And I can't comment further on it. Like, man, I don't know what it is about those people over there in Georgia. I think they just need to start speeding all over the place. But probably needs to stop. No, nothing probably. It does and, need to stop. Yeah, Kirby Smart has addressed the team with that, but 
still continues to happen. Mm, yeah, just, it does, and again, it's just I've never seen anything like it, but it's pretty pretty wild. Uh, but uh, also, I know we'll have some more in the Razorback or Razor Hog update as far as uh, getting to hear from Coach Pittman and some of the players and, and everything to go along with it. But uh, Arkansas is getting ready for Kent State. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Arkansas got away with it pretty uh, healthily for the most part, but still uh, some guys that may be banged up, and they're going to see how it goes throughout this week. But uh, another thing in NFL news, though, something you definitely don't want to hear, Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey has hyperextended his knee ahead of their opener that's going to be coming up this weekend. So No, it's coming up in two days on Thursday. Uh, two days, that's right. Yeah, I forgot they played Thursday. That's right. Uh, Andy Reid addressed the media and says, we'll just see how it goes going forward. And uh, they're hosting the uh, Detroit Lions, but they're being looked at. No prefer, no further provided details, no progress, nothing. So we'll just have to wait and see. And also the Chris Jones situation, they says there's been no progress on that either. Yeah, so. He's not playing for <laughs> maybe a couple of weeks or so. Good grief, man. So, yeah, if you're a Chiefs fan, uh, I know you got a lot of great players that are going to be uh, there in the mix and there uh, playing, but those are definitely two of them that you want to get figured out and Hopefully for the sake of uh, Kansas City, they can definitely uh, have Travis Kelsey on the field and being healthy as quickly as possible. So uh, We'll have some other headlines to get into as the show goes on, but we're already up against it. But that's what's trending in the world of sports, presented by West Rock Coffee. When we come back, Coach Matt Zimmerman will join us of the Razorback Foundation, talk about uh, the game and also the game heading into Fayetteville this weekend against Kent State. We'll get his thoughts on that. We'll have best and worst of the weekend coming up. We're going to try to keep it moving as best as we can here on a Reaction Tuesday presented by Fleet Management Services. So stay with us here on Out of Bounds. It's Randy Rainwater. Join me for the Sonic Blast this Friday in Lone Oak when the Jackrabbits host Four City. Brought to you by Sonic Drive-In and 103.7 The Buzz. In sports, every coach is looking for the winning combination. Arch Marina North Lurie is no different. The reason being, they have the winning combination.